Welcome, everybody, to a very special episode of The Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot, and on behalf of myself and Adam Jabay, we want to wish you and your families a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Six months ago to the day, we recorded our first show, and our lives have never been the same since. The past few months have been some of the most exciting, motivating, and hilarious times in our lives. Two months ago, due to the feedback from the podcast, we launched TrackTune.com as a resource and inspiration for drivers of all skill levels. In 2016, you can expect even more content on both the website and the podcast. If you support what we're doing, please share the show, website, and articles when they interest you and help us get the word out. Today, we're going to record a Christmas show for you, but decided to spend the time with the ones that we love instead. So, we're going to go back six months in time and revisit the episode that started it all. We'll be back next Tuesday with part one of our interview with driving coach Ross Bentley. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas. Seconds in now. Eight. Holy crap, this Ten. might be a podcast someday. Oh man. Um you like bloopers. Right. Well, do we want to in case we ever do post this junk, do you want to introduce yourself? Welcome everybody to Slip Angle. See how professional that sounded? Right, oh, right? Man. Yeah. With that radio voice. I've been practicing that in the car for the past yeah. week, like just driving down the road. Yeah, nothing nothing better to do. Welcome listeners. This is Slipping. And then you have your intro music. Yeah, which we're going to probably steal from someone and not pay them. Uh, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, probably okay, not. Okay, yeah. So. Um, <laughs> well, I'm Adam, and that's Austin. Hello. And how long have you been tracking cars, Austin? Uh, since 2010, 2011 sometime. Man, you, I'm a baby. How'd you, get so much, how'd you get so much faster than all of us? Uh, <laughs> stupidity. Well, how old were you when you started? Uh, 22. I did my first track day at 22 okay. in May, like three weeks after I graduated. Yep. And then wrecked the car on the interstate like two weeks after that. Was that your S2000 that you started with? Yeah. Yeah, what uh, what's all done to your S two thousand? You got some fancy ASTs and all that crap. On no, it? man, it's got some cheap coilovers on it. Oh, I, uh, I thought you had fancy coilovers. No, was that a, that was on your FRS? Yeah, that was on the FRS. Yeah, that's which right. I also had for those of you listeners that uh, did not know. Yeah, and I had a Miata that everybody drove. Literally, oh, I Miata think everybody. Did you ever drive it? Yeah, I, I was in that for one session. I was in your FRS for one session a couple of years ago. I, I didn't drive that, though. I instructed uh, the old Gingerman track manager, Josh, because he had never really driven his own racetrack. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and you and you gave him your car with pimp suspension. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a problem with uh, giving out keys to my car. Yeah, uh, you, uh, you ruined a lot of uh, lives with that Miata. Man. Oh, dude, the Miata was so great, though. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with a simple. Was that a 1.6 Miata? No, it was a 1.8. It was the first year of the 1.8. What is that? 94 then or 95? Yeah, it was 94. Yeah, that uh, that thing was so fun. And I did the, not uh, do anything to it. I changed the oil like twice. Yeah, I put I, one I remember, set of tires on it, one set of brakes when I first got it, and that's it. I remember when you showed up to Mid Ohio with it, and everybody's like, "How come Austin didn't bring his S2000 with like the wrap and all the cool looking uh, everything?" <laughs> and he brought this Miata, and then everybody sessioned the snot out of it. It was great, that, man. Uh, yeah, that was solid, man. That so was, the, it, was uh, it was so much fun. <laughs> I think that was a breaking point for uh, Mr. Calzada, the K Miata CEO now. Oh, I just realized that that rhymes. Yeah, there's Mr. Calzada with the Miata from K Miata. Man. Yeah, I think that was what made him uh, buy his first Miata, was driving at that uh, ITR Expo event or whatever that was. Yeah, and I think that's what made Jason Kohler switch from the S2000 to the Miata as well. I thought he had one before that. No, it was in the back of his mind, uh, yep. but I kind of I reneged on a, an agreement that I had with him and Aaron Lichty about uh, yep. building a PTE Miata, yeah, uh, yep. which went on to become the first K-Miata. Yeah, that was uh, that was a terrible car. <laughs> it was. It would have been an awesome race car. 
Anyway, well, I'm, uh, if we ever do publish this, I'm Adam Jabay, and I do not play with these rear-wheel drive cars we're talking about. <laughs> Front-wheel drive I only. With, I, play, I only play with stupid front-wheel drive cars. Uh, and all-wheel drive, all-wheel drive Hondas. Uh, Occasionally. Yeah, we did build, we have built an all-wheel drive Honda, that's true. There you go. I, uh, yeah, I race a, a car in SCCA, an old CRX, and Super Touring Light now. It used to be an improved Touring A, and... I'm I'm so mediocre at it still that every time I go out, I drop about half a second around Gingerman, which is our benchmark track. That's how that's how long it takes to get used to the absolute rotation you need with a CRX in order to go fast. You have to be able to hit wide open throttle all the time. Like an on off switch, right? Yeah, or else you're driving slow. If you're not <laughs> floored, it's terrible. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm. I'm I am thinking about building one of the K Miatas that I'm sure we'll be talking about a lot on this. Yeah, podcast. it would be pretty sweet. You know what you yeah. need to do for your car? You need to just put like an actuator on the pedal that either gives it like all throttle or nothing. Just convert it to like drive it by wire nice to, and it'd be yeah, like hundred percent throttle or no throttle at all. Just a switch. It'd be perfect. Just turn it on one hundred percent. The that's really kinda how it is though. You're you're at full braking. You know, you have to ease into the braking a little bit in some No like, no ABS, right? Oh no, no ABS. Yeah, yeah. But you got to ease onto the braking a little bit at first, and then why, otherwise the back end comes around a little bit because they're kind of twitchy cars. And then you have to, as soon as you get off the brakes, you must be wide open throttle. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that pretty typical of like short wheelbase Hondas when you uh, without ABS, like to where they're real loose in the rear? Because I drove not, not, Dills at Mid Ohio at ITR yeah. Expo, and that thing wanted to kill me going yeah. down at the end of the back straight. Uh, the the end of the back straight, my car is actually pretty composed unless um, unless I'm getting like some. Uh, I have to lube my caliper slides a lot on that car. Okay. Um, and in the front, and if uh, if I haven't done that for a while, then it can walk back and forth a little bit. Uh, like once a weekend, I have to do it. Okay. But um, yeah, the rear brakes don't do a whole lot. But the uh, some. T- when, when the caliper slides need to be lubed, you can really tell because it starts to break a little bit more one way or the other. And uh, I did just start going uh, about an eighth-inch towed out in the rear. I used to be zero, and that does make it dance a little bit more, but, man, the rotation helps a little yeah. bit. Oh, it's getting there. The, you know, the, get, getting the stupid thing to rotate just so you can go wide open throttle just a little bit earlier, <laughs> that's what you have to do, man. It's perfect, but, man. Yeah, you got to make it drive like a rear-wheel drive car, I guess. Except the fun with front-wheel drive car is that you don't have to worry about when you get on the throttle as much. Yeah, it, it, because yeah, you're just steering with you're you're trying to fix things with the gas. This is great. Yeah, like I had I had a student, uh, a single session beginner at Grid Life, uh, yeah. and the car started getting loose, and I'd be like, "Stay in it, stay in it," and he wouldn't do it, and we looped it on yep. the inside of turn two, and then the next time it came loose, it was around eleven. And I was like, stay yep. in it, stay in it. And he started, like, clawing himself out of the turn. I was like, see, that's what I told you. Yeah, and he you, was like, oh, it makes so much sense now, but it feels so wrong. It, it does. It, it's, hard, <laughs> it's really hard to teach at first. And that's why a lot of, a lot of our front-wheel drive beginners at, uh, uh, at Honda Meet and Grid Life, which are, you know, for people that don't know us, uh, events that we both have worked with forever, kind of. Um, our, my buddy Chris started Honda Meet, I don't know, 2000. I think our first track event was 2004, so that's how, that's I've been tracking with them forever. I think I just got but, my license in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> I had my first track event in 2001 when I was 20. <laughs> I, I think I was, I was I was I was, I was 13. Maybe. Yeah, you're a, you're a wee little boy. You probably still had a faster car than I did. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're 13. No, I, had, I think no. When I was 14, I got a Jeep Wrangler that I bought from my godfather. It was probably faster than my car when I was 19. <laughs> but it, yeah, a lot of our beginners they set up their cars just a little bit. You know, they set up, set it up like the internet tells them to, and then they have a tough time figuring out how to actually drive them. And really, the only fast way to a fast way to drive a front wheel drive car is to make it just a little bit loose. Otherwise, you're plowing and pushing, and you're mid pack, and everybody. You really got to grow into it, though. It's not something you can just teach a beginner. No. I I had one I had one student the first time. We we uh, we did like the parade. This is like a Honda Meet eight, and we did a parade lap. You know, at first back then, and uh, so you'd follow one of the instructors. That was like the one year we did a parade lap, uh, or parade session. It was just a lead follow session, and then I hopped in with them. Uh, 
for his first session where it wasn't lead follow and he he hits the blend line you know and he's following the blend line and he loops it in the blend line <laughs> <laughs> he didn't know how to how to use the throttle very much oops <laughs> yeah loops it in the blend line backwards off off into the dirt inside a turn two <laughs> but, it's okay man i was guilty of the same thing my first track day i guess it was my second track day first track day was all right second track day was it rained and it was like Probably wow, eight months after my first track day, and so I—that's intimidating. All my skills were gone, you know. Like yeah. anything that you built up, eight months later, you don't have it. It's like skiing, you yep. know. If you go skiing once, you know, like one or two days, one year, and then you try and go back next year, you hardly remember anything. Yep, you got to relearn everything. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it was raining and everything, and I kept I kept spinning out. Luckily, like I kept it on the track, and like we do like one or like three sixties, and be ending like the direction we were going. I was super surprised. I don't know how I was doing it, and my instructor didn't either. He gave me props for that, but I kept blaming the car. And I was like, yeah. oh, it must be the alignment or tire pressures and stuff. I just didn't realize that I didn't have mm -hmm. the experience. And then yeah. the best, though, the best thing that ever spoke to me, and I'm glad that I found this out early on, there was some Rolex driver or something that was there instructing a higher class like GTS driver. Uh, yeah. We were out in the rain, and he was in a little rental Corolla, like at the end of our first day, and I'm out there driving around. I'm going around this carousel at MSR Houston. And there's this, like, freaking Corolla on my ass. I'm like, what the hell, man? Yeah. And, like, and I wave him by, and he goes by me and disappears. And I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'm in an S2000. I am an awesome driver. Who? Yeah. Who? What the heck is going on? And it turns out it was that pro driver that had been hired, you know, to, to instruct, you know, somebody else that yeah. weekend. And that and I'm glad I learned that early on. Seasons. Yeah. So... But, uh... Uh, the first the first ra good rain session I had I was already I did one full day in the rain uh, Hanamit seven and then I was instructing for Chin Motorsports at Autobahn I don't know 2010 maybe and it rained and it rained a lot my students had had cars with traction control and you know brand new Z28 it was like the first year of the Z28 the car was like a week old <laughs> then some Saab with some fancy freaking Swedish traction control and all this and so they were hustling around it wasn't a problem and we just try to keep them on the track right and then I'm out there in my Civic and I'm just kind of struggling and I had hit a wall earlier that year and it was just I wasn't feeling it was maybe 2011 I hit yeah I hit the wall at Carolina Motorsports Park mm instructing with itr expo it wasn't bad just you know paintless stamp repair new door new fender kind of stuff but i was still in that like spooked stage after you hit something you know mm -hmm. uh your first time you hit something on a racetrack uh, it, it spooks you for a long time now if you you know you lose a wheel and flip the car upside down like two days later you're like well <laughs> uh, <whatever>. two hours <laughs> later yeah, two hours later if you got something to sit in and drive you're fine yeah the first the first one spooked me a long time and then I got the I got to chin in this in the rainy day, and then I so I chased a Spec Miata driver, um, Chris Weber's husband, uh, what's Mike. His name? I can't Mike, yeah. yeah. I chased him in his. Uh, he was in his. They had an old Spec Miata, like an NA. Was uh, it the blue Spec one? Miata, the, it was like red and blue. Okay. I think. Okay. Um, but they sold that one a while ago. Yeah, and they sold the but, blue uh, one a while back too. He was on. I think he was on. He was on something with no lines left, like dead Hoosiers or dead whatever they were running back then. Mm -hmm. and, and <laughs> no, telling, was, no telling with them. It, it was awe-inspiring just to watch him muscle the thing around. Yeah. And, like, that broke me of, like, my four-event kind of, like, funk. Like, whenever the car would – whenever the tail would walk around, I would start to, like, you know, clam up and my blood pressure would spike, you know. So <laughs> – but yeah, following him around Autobahn uh, in the pour, it was like buckets of rain, just pouring rain. But sometimes you just gotta follow a fast guy, man. There's yeah. nothing like <laughs> learning from somebody that uh, that is just completely comfortable. He was in his element. Yeah. And you know, he sh showed me how to not go for the shiny water, <laughs> to go for like the matte finished pavement, and stay away from the puddles. But I could barely keep up. You with can him you I can had, really learn a lot following. That's for sure. I literally had double the horsepower this dude had. So this was in your yeah. Civic. Yeah, it was my Civic. My okay. Civic was naturally aspirated at the time, okay. but it was still probably 170 horsepower. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was fun to follow him, man. That that I I'll never forget being broken of that like jitteriness, you know, from that first big crash I had. But it takes a while after you hit the wall the first time, and then especially <laughs> you jump into you jump into a rain situation. Ugh. 
That was uh, that was spooky at first. I, I must have some sort of mental issue because I wrecked my car for the first time at Mid Ohio in the rain in 2012 in April, yeah. and then three weeks later I was at Global Time Attack in Atlanta and yeah. hit the wall there. Uh, literally three weeks later, those are the only two things that I've hit in the car. Yeah. Um, but three weeks apart, and that's right after that is when we were doing all the alignments in the tech shed. Every oh, night. I remember that. Yeah. And I think the fact that I had already wrecked the car just made me be like, eh, whatever. If I wreck it again, yeah. no big deal. And that's when I started getting really fast. A, a lot of uh, a lot of my mental block was like, uh, I, I think I was more embarrassed than anything because I was instructing at that day when I hit the wall the first time, you know, because I had been tracking for like 10 years. I just never hit anything. Mm-hmm. And I was always, you know, in the top five faster guys, you know. And so I thought I was hot shit. And, and, and I, and I think my ego drops more and more every year. I, oh, really? I think I'm, I think I'm slower and slower every year, <laughs> even though I'm, I'm like, you know, lap times say I'm not, but like I get more and more down on myself, but I think it's also like you lose some of the adrenaline rush and you start to look at it from like the, from the outside, outside in, like you're looking at every turn more, less seat of the pants and more, you know, data wise. And you start to feel slower, and I think that's when I've picked up a lot of my speed in the last few years, figuring out my CRX. Yeah. But yeah, when it it was it was way more mental after I hit the wall the first time than yeah. than like I, mean, I didn't give a crap about the car. I fixed the car for like a hundred bucks. <laughs> I had the parts in the in my little personal junkyard of Honda junk. But uh, yeah, it was. I think it was way more mental than than uh, than give a crap about the, the stupid 14, 18 year old Honda. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, I was talking to Jason earlier, and I think for me, it's getting to the point where I'm not so worried about wrecking the car, like yeah. getting hurt wrecking the car. I'm worried now about how much it's going to cost me when I do wreck the car. Yeah, it's that's not cheap I'm to wreck a car, about. man. The uh, I think that that's part of the reason I play with the old Hondas is they they really are totally cheap. Like they're as cheap as they get. Yeah, and I I've never had a brand new set of Hoosiers, uh, and but I've also came in second place to the guy that had the brand new set of Hoosiers uh, or BF Goodriches or whatever. Makes you wonder, like, but, what if, right? Yeah, a lot of people say it's like a two-second difference sometimes. Wow. Uh, and a couple weeks ago at SCCA Race at Gingerman, it was, uh, I was about one second behind the guy that had free BF Goodriches because uh. his dad's a multi-time national champion and he's a cart champion and he's good and he was fast. And it does make you wonder what if, but... Uh, I do have uh, I do have free tires on the car most of the time. So free meaning no one else wants them. Not they gave them to me. <laughs> hey, it makes you feel good but, though being able to perform that well with very yeah. like relatively little money and what some would yeah, consider I, lesser equipment, right? I I, I think uh, next year I'm going to try to run with good tires at the runoffs. Next year's going to be like the, the year that I tried to do the national champions national championship, but uh, I kind of ascribe to the if it's not fun don't do it theory and it's more fun to run on cheap tires than it is to not have entry fee money <laughs> yeah right i'd, I'd rather yeah. be running on something than not running at all right yeah it's 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 better to race and get third and be the cheapest guy in the paddock than it is to not race I think it's probably know? better to race and get last oh yeah it's uh, like the the worst day like actually actually wheel to wheel racing is like still one of your better days on track in my opinion yeah the, uh, and you've ran time trial stuff with nasa and basically that's wheel to wheel racing and it's man it's way different than your hpde sessions but yeah yeah even even with you tooling around in your jetta wagon you're still it's still a better day than working. you know i had more fun in the wagon in the rain uh you were running like the same lap <laughs> times as you were in the dry and the wet with that thing. i don't know i never ran it in the dry you never took it out in the drive? No, that video when Matt was there was, uh, oh, was my buddy Chris else. driving it. Yeah. I drove everyone else's car that day. I just didn't get to drive my own. Yeah, the uh, the freaking diesel wagon on <laughs> all seasons or whatever you got it on. I still haven't seen pictures of five people in that thing going around the track. I mean, not yeah, five people, awesome. one per, one passenger. I've seen uh, like selfie pictures, but I never saw any <laughs> pictures of you guys uh, while you're out there. Well, I, I was I was on the radio when uh, I was on the radio the whole freaking weekend because I was running the track <laughs> portion. But um, the one of the corner workers calls in and says, "I think they've got people in the back seat." 
I think they have three people in the back seats. For those of you that don't know, it rained all day Saturday at Grid Life. And I thought it'd be a good idea to show some students. Yeah, we'll go with students. Um, yeah. How to drive gingerman in the rain, and the most effective Students. way to do that uh, <laughs> was to cram four of them in the wagon at one given time. So yeah. you know, just out there tinkering in the rain, four other people in the car driving around, showing passing them everybody. what to do. <laughs> yeah, passing everybody, multitasking. You can call it multitasking. Yeah, there showing you go. Lots of people the line. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most yeah, effective I, I, use of time. I really wish I could have been following you guys out there. That would have been fun. It was great, man. I think through like through seven and eight, the whole car was just like four wheel drifting to the outside of the track. It was kind of sketchy, but that's what you want. The problem with the wagon is that the throttle and the inputs for everything it's so slow that even if it would have started like the rear end would have started coming around, it doesn't have the throttle response to be able to claw its way out of it using the throttle. Have you done anything with that thing power-wise? No, it's bone stock power-wise. Yeah. What do you have on their suspension? Uh, they're just H&R uh, coilovers. They're not. They're height adjustable, but they're not uh, like okay. none of the dampening's adjustable. I got them yep. on Craigslist for like 350 bucks. That's the best option right so, there. Oh, yeah. I'm going to move to the office here quick. All right. Uh, you'll probably still be able to see and hear me. I've got to plug my computer in. I forgot to do that. Uh-oh. Um, Dies right in the middle of the podcast. Yeah, I don't, I don't know anything about this podcasting thing yet. I'll practice my but, uh, I'll practice my intros. For for uh, for the past year or so, I've been thinking about doing it. Or six months, probably. I've been thinking about doing a podcast. How? Uh, uh, and this is kind of the reason that we're actually doing it is because you wanted to do one. Because um, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. But how uh, how long have you been listening to podcasts and stuff? Uh podcasts. Um. Automotive podcast, probably about a year and a half. Pretty much since I got my iPhone, I guess January of last year when I got my iPhone 5S. I was like, oh, I'm going to start doing podcasts now that I have more data when I'm traveling. Because for those of you that don't know, I spend, uh, I do about 1,200 miles a week most weeks uh, in my car for work. So this is what I do. I listen to podcasts now. Yeah. I work solo, kind of for the most part. I'm by myself, and uh, I'm probably screwing this mic up. But, um, yeah, a lot of times I'll just listen to. Uh, lately, I listen to a lot of uh, you know, Joe Rogan and Adam Carolla and Carcast and Smoking Tire and stuff like that. But I got I kind of got sick of uh, Sirius XM, even though I there's several shows on there I like a lot. But there's so much crap out there for podcasting. It's just. It's just right it's there. It's very surprising, it's, isn't it? Like until you yeah. until you get into the world of podcasting, you don't really realize how much content there actually is. Yeah. They, I, I wonder how many shows there actually are. It's gotta be thousands. Yeah. But, um Yeah, we're gonna try to keep this one uh you know, if we actually ever put this one up, we're gonna try to keep this more track focused and about the kind of the what you talk about in the paddock around your race car and stuff like that. So but I think next time we'll we see. need to be drinking some beers, just like we would was, at the track. I was just going right? to say maybe uh, maybe we need to actually act like we're in the paddock and imbibe a little bit. But. And I'll have to I'll have to send some Georgia beer up to you, and then you can send some some Chicago beer. Yeah, we got uh, we got some pretty famous breweries around us. We got the Three Floyds and a bunch of them. We've here. got Terrapin out in Athens, which is like an hour from my house, and then we have mm-hmm. Sweetwater, uh, which is I don't know thirty minutes from the house down in Atlanta. Andy, start bringing that stuff up to uh, up to Michigan when you come up and play with your car. I think I'll do that for West Michigan, actually. Yeah, probably the next time. Uh, yeah, that'll be the next time you're up at the racetrack, isn't it? Yeah, I wanted to try and make grid life too, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to just because of my sister's wedding. Yeah, and that's a that's a bit of a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I thought about not going, but <laughs> that would look pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If uh, it looks like we're going to do. Um, well, ba- basically, for background, if anybody doesn't know, um, I am kind of the guy that's in charge of the track portion of West Michigan Honda Meet and all the Grid Life events. Um, so I don't get to drive a whole lot, but um, we uh, we're doing a Time Attack series. This is our first year doing a multi-round series, and round two is next weekend, which would be June 27, 28, I think, at Autobahn uh, Country Club in Joliet, Illinois, which thankfully is close to me, but. Uh, um, 
Uh, we'll probably uh, I'll probably be driving a little bit just for fun, but I'm not competing because I'm doing the announcing and commentary at uh, the Time Attack series. Uh, I think we're gonna try to we're not we're not gonna do a serious Time Attack at Honda Meet. I thought it was gonna be round three, but it's gonna kind of be a little bit more informal. And then our actual track battle round three is gonna be likely in October. Chris has a date reserved, but he hasn't announced it yet. So have to keep the uh, I'll have to keep my schedule open for that one. Yeah, it's it's probably gonna be it's gonna be a weekend because we only really do weekends. But uh, right, um, hopefully that'll be like uh, push. We're gonna try to push the time attack and in the drift format more, um, and obviously less uh, of the car show kind of stuff. But we'll see. the uh, The Autobahn event's gonna be big with the car show stuff. But if Austin can get up to one of these other events, maybe he can do the commentary with me. Um, That'd be a lot uh, of fun. Yeah, we can't pay Matt Fair to come out <laughs> and, and talk to every one of them. He's not free because he's pretty awesome and stuff. But that was a lot of fun getting to know Matt a little bit. And uh, yeah, I wish I uh, wish I would have known where he was drinking that night. I thought it, I think it was with you somewhere. Yeah, we went down <laughs> to uh, Clementines, maybe. Oh, the place rules. Yeah, yep. they have yep. a nice bar. And yeah, they do. You know, he was a really cool guy. I mean, he bought us all the first round, which was real nice of him. Yeah, I've used that bar a few times. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was actually packed there. We had to go hang out at the bar before we got a table. That place is always packed. So, on the weekends. I mean, hanging out with Matt was actually probably one of the highlights of the weekend. Um, yeah. Just because you know I'd never met him before, kind of knew who he was, uh, yep. but never had really obviously gotten to talk to him. And a lot cooler guy in person than I thought he'd be. Yeah, he if, super uh, super chill. I mean, essentially, it was just like 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 one of us. Yeah, and I think he uh, he might have rubbed a couple people the wrong way because he didn't like their cars a little bit. But I think he's just he's more of a goof than anything. He was uh, that that dude loves cars, yeah. man. I've been I've been kind of addicted to it, uh, getting him YouTube loops <laughs> now of watching his reviews. And you got to think too. I mean, at the end of the day, he is running a business. Yeah, so he's got to he be He knows what he's sells. Be. Yeah. Yeah, he 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 could freaking wheel too, man. Yeah. he'd never been on that track before, and he was he was hustling him a little bit too. He'd never been a ginger man before. I mean, I think he gets he's. I was thinking about it. He gets more seat time than any of us do, probably combined. Seriously, even if it's five minutes at a time, yeah. ten minutes at a time. Um, yeah, a lot of it's on um, public roads and stuff. But yeah, he he picked up uh, ginger man pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, he offered to let me drive that M235i or whatever it was that he had. And I probably should have taken him up on it because it looked like it was actually fun in the drive. Yeah, I, yeah. I just watched that video. I think uh, I think Anish got to drive it. Anish and Andrew Mishra yeah, um, I, went out in it. I think Anish was I, driving. but I didn't even know what that car was. I thought it was just some 3 Series, but I guess it's kind of a hot shit 3 Series. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a 2 Series, so it's like smaller. It's like uh, yeah. the old 1 Series. Yeah. But BMW is doing some crazy naming stuff. If uh, if if a car doesn't have front wheel drive and lameness built in in the 1980s, I'm not interested. <laughs> so, it has to be completely devoid of all awesome in order for me to think it's a cool car. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, what were we going to talk about? We we're going to talk about drivers uh, meeting. Oh stuff. yeah, the drivers meeting stuff. Yeah, I uh, I was going to type up a drivers meeting. But I'm such a um, an idiot. I don't know how to do that, and also do Skype, and also do the recording program. No, we could so, do. We could just record a driver's meeting say, and just have everyone listen to it beforehand, and then just play it over the speakers. Well, yeah, or we could just talk about all the crappy drivers meetings that I've uh, hosted and what I missed. But I guess we don't even have to talk about that. But what uh, what were they saying that I sucked at last time? Maybe. Actually, I didn't even do the flags, but they said uh, we need to be a little bit clearer with the flags. I didn't give Chrissy a mic when she did the flags Which either. You, day you and I were life. talking about something that might solve that, so we'll wait. We'll wait for that. But yeah, we're gonna see if we can come up with a good flag solution, like an in-car flag solution that might be uh, useful, especially for noob drivers and guys that forget to forget what the flags mean <laughs> that have been tracking for fourteen years. <laughs> Once in a while, I pass a flag station. I'm like, "What does that one mean again?" I don't know what that one means. <laughs> and and, the, and you're trying not to, you try not to hit the next car, and you and you think, "What was that red and white stripe again?" I forget. Red and white what, stripe. What's the red what, and white what stripe? What is that? Yeah, that will happen. 
I, I see it, with my stupid cars. I see the uh, the blue passing flag more and more often at HPDs because everybody brings these knife uh, these guns to knife fights, <laughs> and I got 132 horsepower, and I'm out there with ZR ones and stuff. You mean you uh, mean the one that means there's a race going on and and you're not in it? Yeah the the uh, the passing flag. That's the, <laughs> that's the one that I see. Was well, this like football? Like go deep? Is that yeah? Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Hail Mary. <laughs> Oh, look at this. Facebook isn't responding. My phone is on fire. Oh, no. Oh, my terrible old phone. Just pull it up oh. on your computer. But I don't know how to do other things on this computer. <laughs> There's so, so many things going on. <laughs> do one more thing, it's going to die. Yeah, the I think the the main thing that we try to put across, I guess like the first part of your, if somebody's listening to this and it's going to, I mean, we'll probably end up redoing this anyway, but if somebody's listening to this and it's going to and they're going into their first track event i think the main thing that pe- that we want to do is uh urge them to be safe and keep it on the racetrack and stuff but um most so many drivers meetings are so boring yeah and you just want and you just want to cut your throat uh, because the guy's been saying the same thing for 40 years you know he's a 65 year old dude that uh doesn't care about the driver's meeting, but somebody's oh. got to do the driver's for, meeting. For grid life next year, we should hire some actors and have a skit. I don't know if we have the budget <laughs> for that. That event's pretty expensive already. Okay, well, we, we can act. How's that? I am a terrible actor. I'll just wing it again. Like I, I, can have like a, I can have a cardboard <laughs> I can have a cardboard Corvette cut out. You know, we can be pretend like we're driving on track in front of everyone. We could get some Barbie cars. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Barbie cars, put everybody up in the tower, and they could watch us as we direct... Around spray painted racetrack with Barbie cars. <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, here on uh, on Track Midwest, early about an hour ago, I made a post um, asking if people saw anything or wish that things happened at drivers meetings that didn't. Uh, yeah, because drivers so some meetings, of the responses are, are pretty good. Everybody always wants uh, to be interested in something, and a drivers meeting is never interesting. I try to I try to keep it no. a little light and stuff, but. Um, yeah, we get, we get the, the, the first thing that everybody does, uh, on their first track event is blow the blend line. And most tracks have a blend line where you're entering the racetrack. You got to stay to the left or the right or whatever, because there might be traffic that's faster than you passing you before you actually enter the racing surface. Um, yeah. And Gingerman, it's off to the left. You got to stay to the left until the end of the blend line and, a lot of people don't do that, and that could be a problem. So that was one suggestion. Now, I wonder if they're going to extend that blend line at Gingerman uh, with the um, new repave. I, I haven't seen any in-car footage from the, the new track. It's only like a week old. But I'm, yeah. I don't think they need to extend it. It's already almost to the straightaway. But I think they need to maybe make, make it, it wider um, a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking if they move the blend line in a little bit, that might be better. Because sometimes you're – I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty narrow there. But. Yeah. I don't think they made the track wider at all. They did change some curbing, so I'm kind of curious to see what it's like. But um, what else do we got here? Yeah, we get we get the you know stop drag racing the people you point by, even if they're faster in straights. That's a big it's, one. It's uh, pretty typical, especially in uh, HPD one two yep. type scenarios. Yeah, it, the intermediate group is always you know you get the 600 horsepower guys, the 400 horsepower guys, and the 82 horsepower guys. That's <laughs> uh, that's always good. And then, uh, yeah, we got Phil telling us that the Miata is simply the answer. Well, yeah, we we should probably emphasize that in the drivers' meetings that everybody should buy a Miata, and then uh, and then you'd be awesome because Miata guys are awesome. Everybody knows Miata is awesome. Yeah, we uh, oh, yeah. we always talk about the oh, corner yeah. workers. You got to look at the corner <laughs> workers. Got to look at the corner workers. They're everywhere, and so many people never pay attention to them. Yeah, I think everybody's just complaining about how uh, there's way too many fast cars passing them in their 200 horsepower cars. Oh, and the other thing, uh, not letting off once you give a point by. Uh, yep. I know, especially like at Gingerman coming out of the new 10 back onto the back straight, uh, like my S2000 and a bunch of cars, they just don't have the power to get by anybody there. Yeah. Uh, and yep. so if you're going to give a point by, uh, let off a little bit. Uh, yep. because there's some cars that just can't get by you. It doesn't mean that they don't want to. It means that they just physically can't get by you. Because um, yeah. if, usually if that happens, then they think that uh, you want to stay behind them, and you go around for like lap after lap after lap, and it can just be yep. frustrating for everybody. 
Yeah, if I had a dollar for every time that happened to me. Which brings me to another thing about, uh, you know, if something like that happens, you can always come in and ask for more space. There's no harm in yeah, that. Yeah, you got to put your arms out wide. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, hey, give me some space. <laughs> yeah, unless you're racing, then you don't want to come in. <laughs> yeah. Then, you, then you'll lose. You'll lose even worse than I normally do. Can you imagine wheel-to-wheel racing having to wait for point buys? No, that would be so boring. Yeah, wouldn't it? But all the, although at places like Mid-Ohio where there's like no place to pass... That would be nice if you got actually got a point by once in a while. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, yeah, my my first race weekend a few years ago, I was stuck behind a. Uh, he got me in the start because I'm I'm still terrible at starts. I always just try not to get hit um, because starts a, a little bit of a, a mess. Every, you get two cars next to each other. You're behind the pace car. Pace car comes in as soon as you see the green flag. Everybody just bunches up, um, and the main thing is to not get hit because. You can lose at the start a whole lot more than you can win. But I got stuck behind this ITA escort, and I just couldn't pass the guy. There's no place to pass. He had, like, one more horsepower than me, and I could get him at every turn. And by the time I finally got around him, it was because I scared him just enough that he went into the sand. But, man, <laughs> it would be nice to, get a, nice to get a point by in racing. Once I know, right? Uh, what, if it was, what if it was a point by, like, mandated by the officials? That would make things really interesting. That uh, I don't think that's how racing works. No, <laughs> that's how team yeah. team orders work in F one, though, right? It uh, it would be nice. It would be good. <laughs> uh, the in in a lemons race one time, we were buddies with another team, and they asked us to see. They were I think they were running third, and I'm not going to say their name in case lemons guys are. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say my team's name right now either in this story. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if, I think they were running third, and we were running like 28th or something. And they they asked us if we could maybe hold up uh, a car and maybe uh, see if we could get them in, to go off track a little bit because <laughs> they were like one lap behind first and second place that didn't end up panning out. But sometimes you got sometimes you need to uh, have some buddies out there looking out for you when you're actually <laughs> wheel to wheel racing. That but helps a little not, bit, right? It's not good sportsmanship to take somebody out. though. <laughs> They might have uh, suggested. They didn't ask. But they <laughs> wondered if we were willing. <laughs> anyway, yeah. If uh, uh, oh, my wife just got back from exercising, she's probably wondering what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> what is he doing? Who is that, Jake from yeah. State Farm? <laughs> yes. What are you wearing, Jake? Uh, khakis. Yeah, although I don't think I can't see any pants in you, Austin. You might be free balling over there. Oh, I actually I forgot the camera was on. I'm glad I'm not like scratching myself. Yeah, you need to, you need to keep that camera up. There we go. Um, yeah, I had I had minimized the uh, the Skype camera. Yeah, the uh, is that minimization or are you just not happy to see me, Austin? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what else do we want to talk about during our first? Uh, stab at this thing um let's see more drivers meeting stuff uh looks like people would like to know which corner stations will be manned that day um, that's not a bad idea yeah yeah so yeah. you know these are these but, are, are things that you know people would like to see covered uh sometimes yeah, they're covered other try times to cover not. these yeah i'm gonna try to cover these in a driver's meeting because i have to do one in a week and a half let's see uh andy uh, with the evo uh says you need to have two drivers meetings uh, one covering basics for everyone, then another for beginners covering everything more in depth, which is, I think, what uh, usually yeah, happens. That's what with, we always do. Yeah, yeah. With, uh, with beginners and stuff like that. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we try to get that done. Mr. I'll uh, uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, we, we have, uh, typically we have a full other meeting Luke does with the beginners and then uh, pairs them with their instructors and all that stuff. Right. So. Uh, Mr. Upham says uh, they rarely mention if the flag is a command or an advisory. Uh, mentally at speed okay. a novice knowing the difference would help i think yep. so which is completely true uh you know a, a black flag is usually more of a command for the most part oh, yeah. uh a passing flag is kind of an advisory and kind of a command it's kind of a hybrid yep. um so i you know i think he's absolutely correct there um, yeah you got another advisory like the um uh... 
the, uh, what is it, the the surface flag that would usually be red red and white stripes, right. I think, where there's Debris junk on the or, surface. Or if it's going sideways, you yeah. know, it's usually slippery or something, oil, something like that. Yep. Um, yeah, if if, uh, if they're waving anything frantically, it, it's usually a pay attention to me kind of thing. <laughs> right. You know, like the, wave, the frantic waving yellow means there's somebody on track right in front of you, and then... This the standing yellow is just kind of look ahead and there might be somebody something going on, um, and then there's that red flag that you hope to never see. We've seen it a few times at our events, usually because somebody lit something on fire, like their brakes or whatever, right? But, and, pu- and or pulled off into the racing line on fire, right? <laughs> but yeah, you hope that never happens. <laughs> never. Right? Several years ago, that actually happened, and then. Uh, Cody from Love Fab, he was driving a red Civic like with a Turbo B Series or something, something he just threw together that week, and he stops right by turn one, and I happen to be at the flag station there, and he looks at me like, "What am I supposed to do?" <laughs> because his his brakes started pouring. He had like these brand new brakes on, like Willwood something or others. They started pouring smoke out, and he thought they were actually on fire, <laughs> and, the, and the flag wasn't for him. It was just a stop flag, you know, all red. And I think we try not to go full track red after that because Cody lit his car on fire almost. <laughs> but yeah, I forget what the red was even for. I think somebody got out of their car. Uh, um, that was another thing yeah. that I had written down. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> unless you need to do that, then you nef- definitely need to do that. Stay in your car unless it's on fire. Yeah. For the most part. Yeah, if it's on fire, then get out. Yeah. Get out real fast. <laughs> like I think uh, Pat Reyes had to do a couple years ago at one of the... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Was that... Was that a Wangfest event, maybe? Um, I think that might have been. He went off deep in the new section, I think. Yeah, he actually, a a brake rotor failed on him, and he went off, right off, instead of taking the new 10. uh, Just went right off, like, real far back in there. Didn't his brake rotor just, like, cut itself in half? Yeah, like it sheared itself at the hub. Yeah, if you're looking at the circle, it turned into, like, two C-shapes. Yeah. Like, broke directly across the entire rotor yeah and it locked up the one wheel he went off in the new section at gingerman and then i think he lit a bunch of grass on fire right but his car was fine i think it was covering a lot of uh halon or whatever they use in the fire yeah station. actually he didn't want to drive it back because of the fumes so i actually traded a trailer to back for oh, him yeah. and luckily I my, my car was still street legal at the time and he drove that. my car back with headphones in Back yeah. to Chicago, so your car your car was pretty loud back when you used to track your SD thousand. Yeah, it was, and then right before nationals, they put that stock exhaust back on. So, and it's yeah. been stock exhaust ever since. But, but stock exhaust, yeah, for a while there, it was real loud and rowdy. Yeah. The uh, how many times did you do national nationals? Just once. Just once, yeah, and almost okay. one. That was that was my rookie year with NASA time trials. Was it TTC uh, you were in? Yeah, TTC almost won, had a good lap going, and then... Uh, you went off. Yeah, kind of threw it away. If you watch uh, Jason Kohler's in-car video from Nationals that year from Time Trials, he was behind me. Uh, and mm-hmm. you can see clearly that he throws a banana out uh, in front of me, and I spin and lose control on that and go off. So. <sighs> Love it when, so, you t- when you employ the Mario It's uh, It's definitely Jason's fault. So yeah, uh, Did he end up winning that year? Yeah, well, he won a class up from me. It was, he was running TTB that year. Oh, that's and right. And that was and the beginning. The yeah, he won Honda Challenge National Championship and TTB that year. And oh, then year. the following year, he won PTE and TTE. That's pretty so, good. So, yeah, four championships in two years. Not too bad. Yeah, he's nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> yeah. Did did the was that in the same car? Uh, no, one. The... Did he run Honda Challenge and TT in the same year? Or did he have two? Cars yeah, there? yeah. So both both those years, it was always just the one car. Um, okay. The first year at Mid Ohio was the S two thousand, and then the year after that was the Miata that he had built uh, that winter that, before. That was that was a Miller. He won the mm-hmm. other one. Then okay, yeah. I remember I bought some tires off off of him right after Miller. Uh, actually, Calzada bought some tires off him. I dismounted him for him. Because Jason was in town for Thanksgiving, and he came okay. over, and he was talking about Miller and how awesome it was, which hopefully that place isn't closing down. I heard it might be. Yeah, for for those of you listening that didn't know, uh, it's been in the news recently, but uh, apparently, I guess Miller is owned by the city of Salt Lake City or or the land Utah is. or whatever. Yeah, the land is. Yeah, but it's and leased. it's leased, right? Yeah, yep, it's leased, and it's leased. leased land, and yep. And the company yeah, the that was Miller, leasing it decided not to renew their lease. So Yeah, the Miller group decided they don't want to deal with it anymore because basically everybody that cares about cars in that family has died. So man, that kind of sucks. Sad to see. 
hopefully they, hopefully they keep doing something with it. It's a great facility too. I mean, the mountains in the background, like snow capped almost all year, just makes for Have some amazing there? pictures. No, I've just seen pictures. Yeah, uh, I've I, I've been to the area, but I've never been to the track. The only I think the only person I know that's driven there is is Jason. And okay, he uh, he seemed to like it, but it's very of... very fast. At least the configuration that they're running. Um, in 2013, which was when it was there. Yeah, a lot of people uh, would probably be pretty bummed in that area, too. There's a couple of threads on a couple of the forums that I'm on that, you know, there's local guys really hoping that doesn't happen. But Yeah, I mean, because you're kind of, I don't want to say you're in the middle of nowhere there, but there's very few tracks when you yeah. get out west until you get to California. Yeah, there's so a, losing there's something like that. There. Yeah. So even even if it's it's an expensive place, you can't get to very often. You know who has been there is uh, Stephen Doherty, the guy that won uh, GT Academy out of Chicago in twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, something like that. Uh, okay. He raced uh, World Challenge out there with Nissan. So maybe we'll have to get him on the show sometime. I I don't I've never met him before. So yeah, actually, when we had the Track Midwest Forum going. Um, yeah. he registered and got in touch with me and I went karting with him and let him autocross cool. the Miata. So, uh-huh. uh, got to spend a decent amount of time with him. Um, uh, I was I, really, uh, really happy for him. The, uh, what, what show was, was that the one that was involved with Gran Turismo? Yeah. That show? Yep. So yeah. GT Academy, same thing with Brian Heikotter, who's on Road yeah. Race Autocross. Yeah, Brian, he Brian's won the year on before. one of the forums, Brian's on one of the forums that I'm on, the forum that's not supposed to be named. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I just broke a rule, <laughs> didn't I? No, I don't think you named it. Did you name oh, that okay. for him? I think I did. We'll have to listen. <laughs> Whatever. I can mute it. I'll just mute it. No, I don't think anybody actually cares anymore. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, Brian. Brian can wheel, man. He uh, he and he almost won solo nationals yeah. again last year in his uh, in his base in like boring three hundred ZX that was. And that was like the three hundred ZX. Which has he sold yeah. that yet? I know I he saw it for sale. It, yeah. That thing was gorgeous. Oh, so pretty. Because he's so pretty. he's in what the three fifty Z now. Yeah, he bought he they bought some newer car. I think it was a three. I think it had won so. STR Nationals the year before. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So I mean, you get an amazing driver and a well set up car, and yeah, you're set. Maybe we'll uh, we'll talk to him and see if we can get him on here sometime too. Yeah, if if we end up uh, doing a lot of these, we need to talk to people. So when we we're probably going to have to post this one because it's not that terrible. Yeah. I yeah. think so. Uh, yeah, we're di- if if yeah. anyone's interested on in coming on the show and think that they might have anything to uh, be able to contribute, you can yep. reach uh, either Adam or I on Facebook, or we also have email addresses now. Uh, mine is Austin at slipangleshow dot com. And what's yours, Adam? What's mine? Uh, I think it's just Adam at the same thing. You set it up. Yeah, I think it's Adam at slipangleshow dot com. Yeah. So. Um, bear with us. It's like, going to be kind of some growing pains here at the beginning, but I think uh, we should be able to produce I'm, some good content. I hope. I'm I'm so bad at technology, but <laughs> I think we're figuring this out. It's too bad I still don't live in Chicago. Yeah, that would be way easier. We could be. Although you lived about you lived about an hour from me. Yeah, that's so. true. We can meet in the middle. Uh, that's a long way to go to talk for an hour. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, an hour an hour is nothing though. I mean, I drove I drove that a couple times. Yep. So. I think my my computer just says disk, disk space remains for recording forty seven hours and forty two minutes forty one minutes so we can only do forty seven of these only forty okay <laughs> we could just yeah. make this one forty seven hours oh, I can't talk that long I'm already oh, okay. thirsty okay <laughs> so we'll we'll definitely need some beer next time yeah we we probably should what do we got we're going on almost uh almost fifty minutes yeah I'm looking at like forty seven minutes so far. We need to have like a minute of dead air here just so that we can act like we're, like we're noobs. <laughs> uh, yeah, if uh, if if this ends up being uh, something we do a whole heck of a lot of, we'll hopefully be doing one one every week if we can squeeze time in. That would be nice. But, uh, yeah, we do need to talk to some people and figure out the tech behind how do you interview somebody uh, at one of these without sounding like you're on the phone with them. But. I mean, I guess well, we can always start with uh, with local people too. Yeah, we can, one of them can there. go to you or me. Yeah, we got. To, you're in Georgia. There's a there's road Atlanta down there. There's a lot of road. Yeah, I mean, I'm here in Atlanta. Crosses. I actually, uh, I met Lee. You're probably you're probably somewhere else now, aren't you? No, I'm I'm actually at home. Oh, luckily, nice. but we leave what we leave Saturday for Florida. Okay, what so, are you doing down there? Uh, my sister's getting married. Oh yeah, that's right. That's yeah. Next weekend. So, whereabouts in Florida are you going? 
Uh, Jacksonville. So just north Jacksonville, where my parents live. Uh, yep. Amelia Island, where they have the Concourse de Elegance every year. Yeah, that's pretty nice. So, yeah. So it's I got, it's I not got a buddy bad. in Jacksonville. Maybe you can go interview him. That work. Yeah. Uh, he and I raced at the VAR 13 hour last year. I think he's in Jacksonville. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's in Jacksonville. All those. Or maybe it's St. Augustine. Those are right next to each other. I think. Yeah, St. Augustine's like 40 minutes south of Jacksonville. So it's yeah, not I think he, he, I think, yeah, he's in St. Augustine, not Jacksonville. Okay. But, so, no, I mean, I, I think there's a lot that we can do with it. So Yeah, plenty of people to talk to. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a few sponsors in here. Hope, uh, right now, basically, this is brought to you by uh, the $30 microphones that we bought, uh, or $40, whatever, and then uh, Grid Life and West Michigan Honda Mate and all of the things that we try to promote. But, uh, yeah, just kind of talking and trying to make ourselves a little podcast. I think we'll, uh, we'll title this one, uh, This is Just a Test. Yeah. There you go. That's a good title. Yeah. Not an emergency broadcast system, but it's definitely not an emergency. Nothing's happening. I guess we could we could start it off with that with that sound. I, that's a terrible noise. Yeah, yeah. People it's people pro- wouldn't get through everything. They just like it's turn it off free, right there. It's probably free though. It's probably free. It noise. is probably free. Uh, you probably have to pay licensing for that. <laughs> but anyway, well, I'm getting tired. And my voice is uh, is going. So you want to call this one? Yep, I think we will. All right. Well, we'll figure out other things to talk about and. Uh, Hopefully do another one of these in a few days. Yep. So. I think so. All, All right, right. Buddy, I'm gonna hit I'm gonna turn this off. All right. Sounds good. Thank you everybody so much for listening. Uh, and stay tuned for more in the next couple weeks. All right. Appreciate it, Adam.